we prefer dangerous freedom over peaceful slavery. We are the orphans of the American dream. Welcome to episode 23 of the Orphans of the American Dream podcast. Sasquatch sitting here by myself. Oh wait, never mind. I'm here with crazy Uncle TJ. I had to pull out the stops. I had to let him out of the basement. J-Bone went on vacation, which we knew about. But Tommy, in his communist government job, pulled him away at the last minute for training. I don't know if that is communist training or for his job or both. Either way, he left me high and dry, but I still love him. But we have crazy Uncle TJ on the show today. I let him back out of the cage. Pleasure to be here as a last resort. Thank you. <laughs> um, we live in crazy times. Um, the Democrats are pulling out all the stops. On this whole Kavanaugh deal. Um, Yeah. Anyway, with all the allegations and all the crap, Thursday, this uh, doctor lady who accused Kavanaugh of doing dirty things to her, while they were in high school, by the way, um, she is maybe going to go before the Senate Judiciary Committee Thursday, which will be, you know something and he and Kavanaugh is going to go and talk again too but the Senate has tentatively um, scheduled a vote for Friday the Judiciary Committee so hopefully that goes through and hopefully they get this done which should have been done probably two weeks ago yeah um, (laughs) did you just refer to her as a lady I'm trying uh, to be polite. You, you know, what she really is is a leftist professor. That um, let's call it what it is. Let's call it what it is. She's a left-wing radical that um, is coming out of the woodwork like a couple of others with thirty-some-year-old. They can't even tell you how old these claims are. Thirty-some-year-old allegations about. Brett Kavanaugh that they can't even point to a calendar and say it happened on this day on this year Um, this is ridiculous but unfortunately for the people of us that live in the real world it's becoming the new normal you see because in in the world that we live in now it's enough to accuse somebody or to demand an investigation to be more specific. Uh, You can demand an investigation before you've even confirmed that there has been a crime taken place. Example in point, the Russia investigation. Nobody can even prove that a 
freaking crime even took place. But where are we? How many millions of dollars have we spent investigating something when there's not even any evidence, or I'm sorry, not evidence, there's not even any proof that a crime has taken place. So here we are, what, two years into the Russia investigation almost? Damn near. Going on it, right? Damn near. Right? No proof that a crime even happened. At Wait least a minute. in the Trump campaign. Wait a minute. I thought that in this country that there had to be a crime for an investigation. Not an investigation looking for a crime, which is what this whole fucking sham is. Well, I... That depends on the, the side of the political spectrum that you're on. I don't give a shit about political spectrum. They that's do. the law. They do, and that's what matters now, apparently. I mean, because somebody can come out and say, you know, I'm really not sure what day it happened. I'm not sure what year it happened. I'm not sure where it happened at all. And I don't even really know how old I was when it happened. But all I know is, I'm pretty sure it happened, and he was the guy. And, and oh, oh, I just remembered this. There was like three or four other guys there. And, and, and they'll tell you, they'll tell you, you, you ask them, they'll tell you. And then you ask them, and they say, I don't even know what the hell she's talking about. This this is ridiculous. It needs to end immediately. Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell, you're not listening, but uh, I hope that somebody... I hope that Mitch McConnell's constituents stumble across this. Mitch McConnell, thank you for finally allowing your balls to drop this week. 65 years later than most men, but thank you for finally allowing your balls to drop. It's about time. I just wonder if your balls finally decided to drop because of the upcoming elections. Republicans that are on the fence about Kavanaugh, you better decide in the next few days whether or not your balls are going to drop too. Because if you don't decide, and if you don't let your balls drop now or tomorrow, by the time they drop, it's going to be perfect time for you to get neutered in November. Pick a side. You don't have much time. Thoughts? Yeah, absolutely. Um... Just the little bit of time I've had flipping through the radio while driving the big sass truck around. Um, Rush pretty much reiterated exactly what you said. And I'm not the biggest Rush fan in the world. I like Rush. Um, my biggest, and I've said it before, probably many times on this show, I don't think, and he's starting to a little bit, I just don't think he delves deep enough into some of the things he talks about. I don't think he really, I don't want to accuse him of that, but I'm wondering if his 
thoughts on air completely match his thoughts off the air. I wonder if he had a forum like this where it wouldn't hurt him or whatever. He might go a little deeper. But anyway, the same thing. Um, If the Republicans don't get their shit together on this committee and in the Senate and they don't confirm this man, um, your worst fear, the uh, blue wave coming, it might just come to fruition. I think that anybody with an IQ above room temperature knows exactly what's going on here. The Democrats, the, the leftists, are trying to pull off a Hail Mary at the very end of the fourth quarter. Yeah, that's all this has been from the beginning. You got Cory Booker and Kamala Harris um, grandstanding, trying to make themselves look good for when they try to make their bid for the Democratic nominee nomination for president in the 2020 election. Um, Diane Feinstein... The whole time, she's the one who brought this lady forward, sat on this email through the for months. I mean, this dinosaur—I don't know, California, wherever, whatever district that she's in. If you continue to vote this lady, and I don't understand how you're doing it. Yeah, uh, how many people? How many millions of people live in California? Is this all the better you can do? is send this dinosaur to represent you in the United States Senate. This is the best you can do. Really? She's a mental midget. But at the same time, a very deceptive one. There is nothing going on here besides the purely political. That's all it is. How many FBI investigations has Brett Kavanaugh been through? None of it dug up this trash. No, it didn't. I mean, he had to get go through a similar type uh, rigmarole when he got put on the appellate court. And he got through there just fine. I think uh, President Trump said it best. I'm going to paraphrase him. He could put a woman on the Supreme Court. And they'd still be unhappy. Well, this press conference that happened today. Oh boy. Oh. (laughs) Oh my. I'm gonna. I'm gonna hold back my urge to pound my fist on the table. Uh, What idiot was it that said, "Oh, Mr. President, Mr. President, you know, can you please do me a favor and 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 take a, a question from a female reporter?" Because I think they deserve it. Okay, first of all, if I were the president, if I were king, right? <laughs> first of all, I reject your premise because your premise is that I don't value the input of females. So shut up and sit down or get out. One or the other. I don't care. Uh, it, it, I... It, you're saying that he doesn't value the input of the female reporters. So that's that's not true. That's not true. For fuck's sake, his press secretary is a woman and a great one at that. A great one, a classy one, and has done one heck of a job. And I can't remember in my adult life anybody that's carried herself or done better. And, and you know what? Fought back. Fought oh, back yeah. against this crap. 
she lays it like it uh, lays down the law, tells it like it is, and she should. Yeah, that's her job. God bless her for that. Yep. I, I I am so irritated, and I'm gonna I let the f bomb drop the last time I was on the radio or the uh, podcast. I'm gonna try not to do that today, but I'm so damn irritated at the way they're treating Brett Kavanaugh like he's not a person. The, the the man has a family, has children, young children. They're dragging his name through the mud, acting like if he doesn't get confirmed, there's no consequences to all the allegations. Well, no, there are. There are allegations. You're going to ruin the man's reputation, his standing, his, maybe his possible, I'm not a lawyer, but but maybe his position on the appellate court, or what is it, the 7th, no, 7th It's the D.C. Court of Appeals. I'm not 100% you know, sure. So you're, you're throwing that into... Basically, it's like the, it's a step down, like the next court down from... Supreme Court. It's Supreme Court light. Yeah, basically. And you're, you're gonna you're gonna uh, you're willing to throw the man under the bus simply because he was nominated by Donald J. Trump, yep. who you hate. Can't have two. Can't have two. You know, this is the whole thing that just irritates the the hell out of me. Is that? Do you remember Matt? Um, you know, Antonin Scalia died. Yeah. And God rest his soul. He's a good man. Rest his soul. And I still, I'm sorry, I still do not believe that he died of natural causes. Sorry. There's um, nothing to be sorry about. It was kind I, of. I a, have my doubts. Cynic. I. You know what? That's. Cynicism is the womb of liberty. I'm with you. Okay. So, and doubt of government to do the right thing is not the birthplace of conspiracy. No. Oh, don't get me started on conspiracy. I think every episode I define it. And I'm not going to here. I think you know where I stand. Yeah. You and, do too, orphans. you know where I stand too. But, um... You remember when Scalia died? Mm-hmm. It was... The talking heads in the media were going, Oh, you know, um, Obama nominated so-and-so. I, I can't think of his name. Merrick Garland. Yeah. Merrick Garland. That's right? him. McConnell said, No, we're not going to do it. Not, not in an election year. Not in a presidential election year. Oh yeah, the Democrats have already tried to throw that yeah. fucking card out. Yeah, 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 you know what? The presidential election year. And you know what? Good for him. You know, maybe that was the first signs of his balls dropping. You know, <laughs> you ever have a little male puppy, you know, you can tell maybe their balls are going to start dropping soon. Yeah. It took a couple of years, but uh, anyway, <clears throat> Tortoise face McConnell finally grew balls. Tortoise um, face. No, let, no. Let's 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 be clear here. That's not fair to the 
tortoise. No, it's just the that's the wrong animal. Hmm. He's got the turkey gobbler neck going. He he does. Is he half? Is he half tortoise? Half turkey? Half tortoise. Half, yeah, that's about right. <laughs> um, you know if uh, if Mitch McConnell would have lived in the desert in Nevada, we might have not had that. Um, Bundy Ranch standoff, you know. <laughs> no, there's plenty of turkey-faced gobbler, turtle-neck Republicans. Um, we don't need to encourage them breeding. We've got plenty of them. Um, but anyway, uh, so what I was getting at, what was I getting at? You were talking about Scalia and Scalia, Garland. yeah. The talking heads on the media, they're, oh, no, yeah, uh, Scalia died. He was the bulwark, the rocked-ribbed conservative on the Supreme Court. So, you know, now that Trump's in office, okay, he's going to replace him with Gorsuch. Well, no need to get up in arms over that because it's kind of a one-for-one exchange. It's a, it's a wash, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. But, but, but the next time that there's a vacancy, oh, you better watch out. They even said, it's going to get ugly. When Neil Gorsuch was getting confirmed, the media was going, oh, yeah, it's looking good for Gorsuch. But the next vacancy, it's going to get ugly. And it has. Oh, it's yeah. gotten ugly. Because Kennedy was the swing vote. Yeah, he was, he was the wishy-washy moderate, kind of moderate. Yeah, yeah. So you have the uh, the wishy-washy guy. He gets out because he was the one that cast the deciding vote, if you will. And he gets out. Trump wants to replace him with another rock-ribbed conservative. Look out! Here comes the fight. I. I don't wish ill on any Supreme Court justice. But it would be nice if Elena Kagan and Ruth Ginsburg would decide to run off to North Korea and elope. Um, we could kind of get rid of two and you know, at the same time, you know, create two vacancies. You know, but not through means of violence. I hope they fall madly in love with each other and uh, decide to go to some communist country that they love so much and um, live happily ever after, thus creating a two-for-one Supreme Court deal for Trump. That's my perfect world. Yeah, but let's be real. Ruthie's, she's getting older. We'll have to see. I mean, she's going to hold on as long as she can, but I don't know. I mean, maybe she can make it to 2020, but you think 2024? You think she'll make it that long? Hell no. Absolutely not. She's not. I don't think she'll make it to 2020. Well, we'll have to see. And, and for that matter, I don't think Trump is going to lose in 2020. No, I don't think so either. Absolutely not. Not going to happen. What are the Democrats going to run against Trump? 
Joe Biden, man. Joe Biden, yeah. Michelle yeah. Obama, yeah. man. <laughs> Cory <Yeah>. Booker, brother. <laughs> yeah, uh, Cory Booker. Cory Booker will do really well east of Appalachia and <laughs> north of the Mason Dixon line, and that's where it'll end. Um, uh, you know, here in the People's Republic of Illinois, he'll probably win. But um, you're not going. <laughs> they they must think we're stupid, is what it boils down to. They right. must they exactly must think that we are just the dumbest sons of bitches ever, mm-hmm. because because you know we're seeing economic growth. We're seeing factories reopen. We're fe- we're seeing factories that were on the verge of closing expand, and. They want Obama to take credit for that? Sorry. No. Uh, anybody with an IQ above room temperature knows that's not the case. And when 2020 comes along, <laughs> I think Trump's going to clean house. I really do. Well, I mean, it goes back to Rush. And I don't mean to harp on Rush, but he does get a lot of things right. But, um, like I said... Sometimes I don't think he goes deep enough, especially with, you know, like the globalism thing. But um, he's been saying it all along. And the media would be wise if they paid attention, which they don't. Um, Trump is the only one who is going to be able to separate himself from his base. For the last two plus years, almost three, the media has been doing everything they can to try to derail that and it's not working and it's not going to work trump is the only one who's going to be able to fuck himself over absolutely there is nobody that could tell me anything about trump i (laughs) um i don't want to give away too much about this town that we're here in uh, at the moment but let's just say it's a very religious community um I have been, through the nature of my job, in a house with a 94-year-old woman. And um, without getting too deep into her religion, let's just say she dresses like she's going to a funeral all the time. Matt, you know what I'm talking about. You probably know who I'm talking about. Probably. Um, so I don't kiss and tell (laughs) lovely old lady, lovely old lady. And she wouldn't be, she wouldn't mind at all being called an old lady because she's earned it. Damn it. You know? And so here I was, I was at her house doing work and, uh, we get talking about Trump, this 94 year old woman that, uh, she could probably quote you the whole Bible if you wanted her to. Mm-hmm. You know, we get talking, and I tell her, you know what? I don't care who Donald Trump has had or has not had his penis inside of. I don't care. You know, you say penis in front of her, and you think she's getting ready to cringe. Nope, she didn't even blink. Hmm. You know, I don't care who's he, who he's had his penis inside of. Don't care. Didn't vote for him for Pope. Nope. Didn't vote for him 
to be the replacement for Jesus. Nope. I didn't. I voted him to be the leader of the free world. I've got faults. You've got faults. Oh, We've yeah. all got faults. Oh, yeah. Right? Mm. Like, I like to play with myself in the shower. <laughs> Let's be real. There's no shower in the basement. All right. I like to come upstairs when nobody else is around and play with myself in the shower upstairs. But <laughs> anyway, we've all got faults. I Do you think I'm stupid? Do you think that that 30 plus million Americans are stupid? We didn't vote for Donald J Trump because he thought he was going to be our moral leader. Sorry. If you thought that, sorry to let you down because we, that's not what we voted for. We voted for somebody that understood economics, somebody that could call into question all these bad trade deals that have caused factories to leave the United States like cockroaches hide when the lights comes on. And, and and that's who we voted for. We don't give a damn. We also voted for somebody who is genuinely patriotic. And somebody, somebody who, that talks like us. Yeah, exactly. Right? That's not going to shovel us crap and call it sugar. That's who we voted for. Mm-hmm. So you can drag out as many strippers, porn stars. Uh, you, I don't care. Midget clowns. Don't care. It could come out tomorrow that Donald J. Trump likes to sit belly up on glass coffee tables and watch 400-pound women poop on top of them. Nobody that voted for Donald J. Trump for president would give a damn. You know why? Because he's telling Mexico, we're not going to take it anymore. He's telling the same thing to China and Canada and all these other countries that just love to take advantage of the United States. You know what? It's not happening anymore. Ever. Not as long as I'm here. Not under my watch. That's why we love Trump. You're not going to separate me from him. And that's the end of the story. That's it. Yep. So you were talking about morals before we got on the Trump train. What Um, about coffee tables? Glass coffee tables. I want to talk about that. You want to talk about glass coffee tables? Not really. No. No, but I did have a... I did have a classmate in college that apparently had a fetish with glass coffee tables. Well... That's 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 dangerous. He had a four hundred pound girl. Yeah, I hope it was safety glass. I hope so too. Fuck that. Good <laughs> gravy. <laughs> Damn. Sorry, it was the first thing that popped in my mind. No, we you're were actually good. talking about that today. I about me and myself the, laughing. Me so. and the new guy at work were talking about that. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um. So speaking of classy. Um, yeah. It goes along with the Brett Kavanaugh. Thing. Mm-hmm. So, esteemed senator from the great state of Texas, 
Ted Cruz and his wife Heidi tried to go out to dinner the other night at a swanky D.C. restaurant close to the White House. And this happened. We believe survivors. Senator, I have a right to know what your position is on Brett Kavanaugh. We believe survivors. God bless you, ma'am. Bless you as well. I really appreciate you. I'm a survivor of sexual assault, ma'am. I believe all survivors. There are now three people who have come forward and who have said that Brett Kavanaugh has attacked them. I know that you're close friends with him. We Did you talk to him about that? We Did you talk to him about his position? We believe survivors. 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 God bless you. God bless you. Let my wife through. We believe survivors. 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 We Smash Racism DC on Twitter, which is a quadrant sector of Antifa. Um, They tweeted that out. Breaking. Activists just chased Ted Cruz out of a fancy Washington DC restaurant chanting, We believe survivors. Cruz has been friends with Creep Kavanaugh for 20 years. Now Cruz is on Judiciary Committee hearing his testimony. Fascists not welcome. Yeah, well, in regards to the restaurant, I've ate a lot of the places where, you know, you, maybe you have a hair in your food, right? Uh, or you hear that um, Sasquatch Diner um, was just shut down for cockroaches, right? Let me tell you, the best time to eat at a place is right after the 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 cockroaches are kicked out, right? Mm. That's when it's the best. And so my understanding is that Ted and Heidi Cruz went back right after they got the cockroaches out, right? Yeah. They went back and ate. They didn't just go home, right? They waited. They they waited for you know management to kick out the cockroaches. Yeah, I'm not 100 percent sure on that. I mean, looking from the YouTube video or whatever I read online, um, you know, once the uh, the the once the Hellraisers were kicked out, yeah, they went back. these these asshole casseroles. I mean, this was a nice restaurant. I mean, you have a senator and his wife eating there. This is mm-hmm. probably a place where if you're common folk and not a senator or somebody of power, you have to have a reservation to get in, and maybe Ted mm-hmm. Cruz did. But these fucks bum-rushed that restaurant. There were at least 20 of them. Um, they didn't have reservations. They weren't just in there. They came in there to disrupt. Um, so the restaurant, they did all they could. I mean, there's 20 of them. What, what, what are you going to do? Do you even have that much staff? 
on the floor? Probably not. They call the police immediately, and they kicked him out. And actually, as Ted Cruz was walking out the door with, with his wife, the guy that was opening the door, I don't know if it was the Major D or whatever, the host, you guys need to get the hell out of here. I'm paraphrasing what he said. I don't know exactly what he said, but yeah. It's just ridiculous. And they put out this, that what I just read you, that was one of their tweets. They put out a five-part little thing here, and I'll read them to you. Um, Part one, no, you can't eat in peace. Your politics are an attack on all of us. Your votes are a death wish. Your votes are hate crimes. Tonight, Senator Ted Cruz arrived at Fiola, an upscale restaurant mere steps from the White House to enjoy a hearty Italian dinner. Spicy meatball. Um, part two. He could have dined on a lavish four-course meal for only $145 while millions of Americans struggle to buy groceries. He might have sampled from the top shelf um, wine list as migrant children languish in cages. Part three. <laughs> He'd have laughed with his wife while women and members of the LGBTQ community collectively gasp in horror as Senator Cruz pushes forward Brett Kavanaugh's Supreme Court nomination. At least he could have had activists not interrupted his... Could have had... God, these people can't even fucking write. Well, they're fucking illiterate. Yeah, anyway, part four. Instead, activists from Smash Racism DC resist this... DCIWW, members of DC Democratic Socialists of America, anarchists, women, sexual assault survivors, and members of the LGBTQ community interrupted Ted Cuse's peaceful meal. And part five. While our interruption does not compare in scale to the interruptions his actions as senator have had on millions of American lives, we hope that it reminds Cruz and others like him that they are not safe from the people they have hurt. Demagoguery, bullshit, um, uh, hyperbole. Give me facts. Tell me what it is exactly that Ted Cruz has done to hurt you. Um, <laughs> this is laughable. He's pro-life. This is this is laughable. This is what happens. When kids are allowed to live in their parents' basement without proper radon checks. Seriously, get a freaking job, pay taxes, eat red meat, drink a pot of coffee, not just like one from your little Keurig thing. Not drink a, pump, a pot not of a pumpkin coffee. spice latte. Yeah, yeah. Grow some balls. Look. If, if Mitch McConnell did it this week, you can do it too. And become a freaking grown-up. Let a man and his wife go out to dinner. He has done nothing to you. He has been, even through the campaign, the epitome of class. Mm-hmm. So is his wife. You know what? Yeah, the gloves came off during the primaries between Cruz and, and Trump. And there was something that Cruz did that cost him my vote in the primary. That's a different subject for a different day. Yeah, I, but, I like your little take on, you know, get out of your mommy and daddy's basement. You know what it really is? And it's part that. That's that's what it is now in the last five years. Would get the, the but, titty out of your mouth? But, uh, let me get there. 
This is a product of everybody getting a fucking trophy. Yeah. This is a product of timeout. This is a product of not drawing boundaries, and when they step over them, knocking them back over the boundary. Absolutely. That's the problem. Absolutely. Everybody get it. I remember not getting a trophy. You know what it made me want to do? Try harder. It made me want to win. Yeah. Next time. Yeah. But, you know, hey. Hey, we the left pop, the, the left the, the left does not believe in competition. Pop the titty out of your mouth. Drink a pot of coffee. Find a job. Your mommy's titty. Eat more red meat. Yeah, your mama's Your titty. mama's titty. If you're having, you know, a lot of these people yeah, probably aren't, yeah, so. Yeah. yeah it, this is stupid. It this is. is. This is so stupid. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would have been able to contain myself. Oh, no, not at all. If I, I would have been one of that wait staff, I'd had a really hard time not grabbing one of those assholes by their belt and the back of their shirt, tossing them head, head first through the door. I have a... Um, I'm a really nice guy. People don't know that about me. I'm a really, <laughs> really nice guy. But I have a low tolerance for bullshit. I actually, and and uh, so com- big shout out to Comrade Roger. Okay. Um, uh, Roger, you've seen me play this Gibson Les Paul at, uh, at church before. <clears throat> what you don't know is that in my more hot-headed days i've actually used that guitar as a weapon against another human being i have no problem laying somebody out when they deserve it and had i been there i would have knocked a few to the ground mm-hmm. because i'm not the baddest sob around but I made the short list. And this is irritating as all hell to me that, that a man that has done nothing but argue in favor of the Constitution and in favor of family values can't even go out to dinner with his wife. You guys are so low. You have scraped the bottom of the barrel. Uh, and you've you've done it with with Ted Cruz this week. You've done it with Brett Kavanaugh. It's disgusting. This isn't the first time that a Republican conservative has been, you know, kind of booted out of a restaurant. Sarah Sanders had that happen to her with her family. Yeah, back in the day, um, Candace Owens and Charlie Kirk um, from it's a Turning Point USA, I think that is. Um, they were trying to have breakfast, and they organized, and they started shouting and chanting. They're trying to have coffee and fucking eggs and toast. Yeah, um, I think I'd be more mad at breakfast. Somebody interrupts me eating my. I'm bacon already and eggs. cranky. Yeah, if I don't have two cups of coffee in me, I'm a downright asshole. Give me all of the bacon and eggs that you have. Wait a minute. I think what you just heard was I want a lot of bacon and eggs. No. Give me all of the bacon and eggs that you have. <laughs> Somebody interrupts that, shit's going down. Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, 
seriously, I, I have um, no, 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 no BS. I have taken a Gibson Les Paul. I 100% believe you. And head check somebody with it. I don't doubt I that have. at all. Um, by the way. I've got witnesses. By the way, this 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 guy that we lock in the basement, um, he plays in bands sometimes. Yeah. Um, you listen to him talk, and you know him, and you're around him a lot. Like, And then you go see him play the guitar and sing. It's night and day. I, I had to ask his wife, is that... Is like twin brother, is he doing uh, lip sync? What's going on here? This this is this voice is throwing me off. And by the way, sir, you can shred. Thank you. I I consider myself to be a, a fairly mediocre guitar player. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So no, maybe this uh, whole crew. Yeah, we, we should. Sorry. Go ahead. No, I no. Hear. I was saying maybe we should do some impersonations. Kind of impersonations. Like, uh, you know, country music impersonations. I don't know if I'm very good at those. No, I mean, I could do one. Well, what, what do you got? Well, it, it might, these headphones might throw me off. I don't know if I could do it. So pull them off. Name me a classic country singer. Merle Haggard. All right, hold on. <clears throat> First thing I remember knowing was a lonesome whistle blowing and a youngest dream of growing up to ride. Very nice. All right. It's pretty right. good. How about John Anderson? Which song are you going to sing? Um, let's see. How about um, Black Sheep? Okay. All right. Sorry. I'm having a hard time looking at you while I'm singing. Here I go. My father was a brakeman on a highball traveling train. Mama, she raised four little children and a family had a good name. Okay, that was great. Now that you did that well, I just want you to sing one part of Swingin'. Daddy was in the backyard. Start it there and end it with... Daddy was in the backyard reeling up a garden hose. I was on the street with Charlotte and love down to my toes and we were singing. Can you say eating chocolate pie? Her brother was on the front porch eating chocolate pie. <laughs> you like that? That pie. I fucking love John Anderson. <laughs> and I like uh, Willie Nelson. Oh, yeah. Let's go to Logan Mock, Texas. Well, and a wally and the boys. <laughs> well, oh boy, enough awesome. about me. Let's that talk was about awesome. you. Let's talk about you. Talk about me? Your feelings, your ambitions. I don't have any. Okay. I want to take this podcast to the top. That's my feeling and my oh, ambition. I'm, I'm trying to help. You're doing a great job. Thank you. <clears throat> um, so... Yeah, so Trump went to the un to the unga. The unga? What's the unga? What's the unga? You I ask? know what the un is. Well, the unga, for your information, is the United Nations General Assembly. The unga. The unga, brother. I don't know if I like the unga. That yeah, I don't know. Awful. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Primitive to me. 
I don't care. Unga. What did Trump do with the Unga? Well, he had a lot to say, and we've broken it down a little sound clip. I'm just kidding. I know what he did with the Unga. Unga. President Trump's second speech to the 193 member countries of the United Nations started with a bold claim, and it was met with gasps and astonishment. Today I stand before the United Nations General Assembly to share the extraordinary progress we've made. In less than two years, my administration has accomplished more than almost any administration in the history of our country. America's so true. I didn't expect that reaction, but that's okay. Why America will always choose independence and cooperation over global governance, control, and domination. What do you think? I honor the right of every nation in this room to pursue its own Swing customs, in. beliefs, and traditions. The United States will not tell you how to live or work or worship. Iran's leaders so chaos, death, and destruction. They do not respect their neighbors or borders or the sovereign rights of nations. Instead, Iran's leaders plunder the nation's resources to enrich themselves and to spread mayhem across the Middle East and far beyond. So there were three parts of what he said there, and I will address them in order. Um, well, he was touting his accomplish, accomplishments over the last two years, and the assholes at the UN, the globalist monkeys, laughed at him. Assholes. And the media... We're just like, oh, the world's laughing at Trump. The world's laughing at Trump. What did you say earlier about laughing at Trump? Yeah. Um, <laughs> don't you dare laugh at Trump. You laughed at Trump on Election Day 2016. Oh, oh, Donald Trump's not going to be the president. <laughs> Guess what? He is. He is, and he's been an awesome president. And the world would learn a good lesson uh, when they take heed to my warning. Don't laugh at President Donald J. Trump. Uh, he, he, he loves he loves it when you underestimate him. You have been for a while. And uh, keep it up. He loves it. He'll there play is your game. nothing more American than the underdog story. Yeah. And Donald Trump loves being the underdog. Yeah. Keep keep at it. Keep at it. Pile on. Yeah. Go for it. Go for it. Because because uh, he, he's going to prove you wrong. He's going to take you to school. Yeah. And he's done it. I haven't found a lot that Trump has done that I necessarily wholeheartedly disagree with. I've kind of taken it, and we've all kind of adopted the mantra that I've taken. My observation on Trump is, you know, Comrade Tommy and Justin to a certain extent, they're just kind of like, oh, man, 
I don't like this, I don't like that. I'm like, why don't we just wait and see? And it's been proven over and over and over again how he does things. Mm -hmm. You don't like some things he says, but if you give it a couple weeks, a month, two months, it works out. Yeah, all these um, pansies that uh, say they're part of the resistance or Antifa. I like, let's pick on Antifa, okay? Antifa. They are, they are easier targets to pick on than Rand Paul's hair, right? Like They're Rand pretty Paul's easy hair. targets, and I love me some Rand Paul. I like but, his hair, but he's got good hair. But you can't help but not. Oh wanna. no 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 no! Come Let's on. be real. I love Rand Paul. I love his father. I want to run my fingers through his hair, but no. I still want to. But do let's it be real. While I want to do it while I'm making fun of his hair. Too. Yeah, he would like right. that. Yeah, uh, maybe, I maybe I don't know. Anyway, Rand Paul to me, he kind of looks like the little scrawny rescue dog, like the little mutt with the mangy hair, with like that barrel of root beer underneath his neck. Or that's a that's a big dog. That's no, a that's Saint a Bernard. Saint Bernard. Yeah, that's a big dog. Why well, couldn't talking you put like, that on like a Jack Russell Terrier or something? Thing more like a Shih Tzu or something, you know, the moppy, long okay, hair. Now whatever. you're just picking on Rand Paul. I like Rand Paul. There's a difference between awesome. poking fun and picking on the guy. We should have him on. You have no idea the size of the fear boner I would have if that happened. I would love to have him here. I would too. Anyway, uh, where the hell were we going? We're talking about Trump. Uh, Trump. And the globalist assholes laughing at him. And the media. Yeah. Keep keep picking on him. Keep He's going to prove you wrong. And and I remember. <laughs> I'm not proud to admit this. But me and my dad. We, we had this thing on election night 2016. I told him, Dad. I'm coming over to your house. We're going to get drunk. <laughs> <laughs> or at least one of us is, right? Definitely I had, you. I had I had taken the the next day off work. Like because to me, presidential election day is like a Super Bowl that comes around once every 4 years. Mm-hmm. And I knew Trump was going to win and I going to win, sorry. And I knew that there was going to be a great deal of revelry. Let's just say that. And I told Dad, I said, Dad, if he wins, I'm going to kiss you on the mouth. (laughs) (laughs) I thought he was going to hit me. Talk about an underdog story. I did. I I tell you what, when they came out, it was at 2.30 in the morning our Mm. time. Fox News now projects Donald J. Trump. I tell you what, I I just grabbed the old man and planted one right on his lips, and we just did a freaking hoe down in the middle of the living room. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but we we were both so excited. It's it funny. I bet your I, mom was thrilled. She was not even awake. By the I mean, way, she could care. By the way, your mother is a fantastic and lovely woman. My mother is a saint, yes. 
Yes. My, I, I, I am very, very fortunate. I've got great parents. Oh, yeah, you and, do. And uh, they both have their own quirks, but they're awesome. Oh, yeah. You know, just like me. You know, I'm oh, awesome, but yeah, I've got yeah. my own shortfalling. Or, nah, yeah. Shortcomings. Shortcomings, yeah. But uh, anyway, yeah, keep laughing at Trump. Keep laughing at Trump because uh, the, 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 you're not going to be. I, I didn't hear any more laughter the remainder of that speech. Did you, Matt? No. And he went on to call out the globalists, which is exactly what he was talking to. And speaking of globalists, I thought that I read a headline today. I can't remember what website it was from, but it, the, 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 the headline read, I'm paraphrasing, um, George Soros, everybody's favorite super villain, super villain um, funded the uh, Fusion GPS. And it was his spokesperson that basically admitted that. Mm-hmm. That came out. That doesn't surprise me at all. No, everything bad that happens on planet Earth is pretty much related to George Soros. Yep. Uh, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I say that tongue in cheek. I don't. <laughs> let's, go over, let's go over a few uh, highlights from Trump's speech. Go for it. Okay. So, uh, Trump slams Iran in his speech. And by the way, CNN, as I watched it on YouTube, it was a CNN thing. They immediately cut to Iran. It's funny. Like, Trump doesn't even have to name the country he's talking about. CNN knows, right? So, uh, but in, in this case, he did call out Iran by name. And Iran looked pissed. <laughs> yeah, the look on that guy's face it was mm-hmm. pretty priceless. He called him out for uh, funding terrorism. Uh, pursuing nuclear weapons to destroy Israel, um, just their international aggression in general, their human rights violations, and stealing the wealth of the people there. Uh, he also laid down the gauntlet on fair trade and said that there's no re- reciprocity. God damn this echo. I'm sorry. There's no reciprocity in the status quo. I'm not quoting him, but that's what he was getting at. Yeah. Says that countries that were admitted to the uh, World Trade Organization, or WTO, um, they violate every single principle of which it's based on. And uh, said that we play by the rules... But they don't. Uh, Talked about intellectual property theft. A lot of people don't know the... uh, the, Do you know what intellectual property is? Yep, absolutely. (laughs) Uh, uh, Some people do, some people don't. This podcast is our intellectual property. Yeah, but let's say say that... uh, 
Matt here comes up with a new way to heat your home, and he patents it in the United States. Fire. Fire. Yeah. You're going to come up. <laughs> I don't think that meets the um, novel um, requirement that the Constitution sets forth in patents. Fine. But, uh, f- flame flame that yeah <laughs> anyway so if you were to come up with some new ingenious way to heat your home and patent it and take it to a heating and air expo there would be half a dozen chinese people there taking down notes looking at what you've done mm-hmm. wanting to buy at least one of your product so that they could reverse engineer it and um and, and then sell it in china yep this is what they do they steal our ideas and um up until recently there's been no consequence to it right nope so trump's calling them out 60,000 factories have closed after China joined the World Trade Organization. 60,000 factories in in America. It's a lot of jobs. And he comes right out and he says, those days are over. It's not going to happen anymore. He uh, calls out the trade balance uh, between us and China, says this unacceptable and America's going to start coming first um, he calls the human rights counselor counselor human rights council an funny if it was one dude one, one dude, <laughs> like like in the high school the guidance counselor I am the human what, what, what did you say it was human rights counselor I am the human rights counselor come sit on my couch mm-hmm my casting couch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, we all know what goes on there. He says, we're not going to participate in the ICC, the International Criminal Court, until they start taking it seriously. And uh, I just, I, I love everything that he laid out. Um, he, <laughs> he tells dictators around the world... We have plenty of energy and we don't need you, basically. Right? We're, we've become the world leader in energy production. And rips OPEC. Totally rips. That's no. That's not a new thing for him, though. No. He's been ripping OPEC since before it was cool. Right? And um, what I love, and I can't give him enough applause for, is pointing out the fact that we defend nations for nothing and we get jack squat in return. Now, we'll pick on South Korea for a minute, okay? Is that fair? Yeah, go for it, man. Okay. No fucks. Um, You got the floor, brah. South Korea. We are the military for South Korea. This is true. When all the liberals say, 
Oh, you conservatives, you don't know jack squat. You can't balance the budget until you talk about your blessed military spending. Well, let's talk about our military spending. We spend how much to make sure that South Korea doesn't get invaded every single day from North Korea and have for how long? And they have tariffs on our goods? Let's talk about this. Let's have a conversation, please. Let's have a good open forum about fair trade, South Korea. Waiting. Waiting on you. Um, so, so, so we send our boys over there to make sure that you don't get invaded by a little pot-bellied dictator. We spend how much money? How much? How much did Osan Air Force Base cost us last year? I'm going to gander a pretty penny. Wasn't cheap. Wasn't cheap. What do we got to show for it? Tariffs? What do we what do we charge them for when they send us Samsung phones? Yeah. What do we what's the tariff on that? I don't know. Yeah, somebody needs to level the playing field. I seem to remember a president not all that long ago talking about leveling the playing field. But in that case it was uh a president talking about leveling the playing field between rich and poor. Now we got a president that wants to level the playing field between, quite frankly, a country that's a leech. And I don't mean that to be derogatory, but you're leeching off of us. And we're already broke. And you won't even allow us to sell our goods without tariffs? Screw you. Mm-hmm. Get screwed. You know what? You want to, you don't want America? You don't want American goods? Good. We'll pull out. We'll see where you're at in two weeks. Amen. Germany. You can't have a blue water navy like you used to because of the treaty that ended World War II. It's probably not a necessary thing at this point, but we've been your military too. We've been the world's police. So when these lefties bitch about us spending too much on our military? Well, guess what? We do. We spend way too much. We don't need to spend this much money. And not because it's wasteful. It's not necessarily because we're buying $600 hammers. A lot of it has to do with the fact that we are not asking the nations of the world 
to pay their fair share. We had a president just a few years ago that was constantly harping about rich people not paying their fair share. Bullshit. And also went on an apology tour. And yeah, he went on an apology tour. It's, it's not rich people that aren't paying their fair share. It's Saudi princes mm-hmm. and South Korea and Germany that aren't paying their fair share. Um, you're not going to get, and I apologize to the British people, but you're not going to get the Brits or the Polish or the Germans to go into war zones in Afghanistan and Iraq. Somehow we get paid or we get stuck footing the bill financially and in terms of life for everything that's done in the UN. And it's time it stopped. And I'm awful damn glad we have a president that will go in there and do a John Wayne and an ambassador. She's throw, throw the frickin' table upside down, sucker punch somebody in the face, and do a total John Wayne on the place. And it needs to be done. Should have been done a long time ago. <coughs> yep, I agree. And I'm so glad that we finally have a president that doesn't go around kissing the asses of little tin-pot dictators at the U.N. Isn't that refreshing? Mm-hmm. You're damn right it is. I'm just happy to have a president that's renouncing globalism. Hey, I- take care of your own affairs. We're going to take care of ours. We're not going to infringe on you. Don't infringe on us, and we'll be cool. I like that. He said, he came out and told the whole world, we're not going to tell you how to implement your immigration policy as long as you don't tell us how to implement ours. Yeah. You know, I love that. I love the fact that he warned Germany that they need to immediately get away from dependence on Russia. Yeah. Thank you. Somebody said it. You want natural gas, Germany? If you want natural gas, we got plenty. Mm-hmm. You don't have to buy it from the commies. We got more than we know what to do with. He you know, talked about defending nations for nothing and getting nothing in return, and he nailed it. I don't want to talk in great regard to Russia and their business, but um, they do some really horrible things. They're corrupt. But I think Trump's respect for Putin and Russia stems from exactly what Trump said today. The Russians have kicked the globalists out of their country. And I think that's where the respect line starts. 
we may not agree with how they do things, how they run their country, how things go over there. There's a lot of bad shit that happens. There's a lot of corruption. There's a lot of mafia action. Um, but Putin has said, Soros, get the fuck out of here. We're not having anything to do with this. We're going to stand on our own. And meanwhile, the United States were welcoming it. Yeah. I'm just glad to hear Trump saying, Absolutely. F you. Yeah. Should have been said a long time You're ago. You're damn right. But, you know, George W. I don't know. George Herbert Walker Bush said there's going to be a new world order, global governance. One world government run by a central bank. This is not happening. Not on my watch. No, I think more people are... Waking up to it. I think more people are waking up to it. Maybe some people... Maybe some people that always thought something was fishy are now... Starting to see it? Yeah, maybe they've had that... um, Maybe they've had that article of clothing waved in front of their face like a good bloodhound you know now now they've got something to go on they they their their suspicions are aroused and they're they're on the the hunt and on the trail for more info i hope so yeah but meanwhile have to renounce this shit but meanwhile we have colleges that are cranking out brainwashed kids well brainwashed and brain dead to be fair yeah indoctrination centers that's what a lot of them are the um not all there's some really good professors but fox business i saw uh, a couple weeks ago dude i love dude i love lou dobbs and i think it was on lou dobbs show i'd like to drink some scotch with lou dobbs i don't know if he drinks scotch he just seems like an old guy he He seems like a scotch guy to me i'd like to have some lagavulin with him but uh, Lou Dobbs, I believe it was his show, they were talking about how these big companies no longer care if you have a four-year degree. Yeah, they're having to reverse the trends. Absolutely. Well, we have for years in this country. That was the standard. We have told everybody in this country that you are a schmuck. You are worthless if you don't have a college degree. We have beat it into people's heads. Thank you, Barack Obama. You you were part of it. Uh, where you're not going to amount to anything if you don't have a degree. If you don't submit yourself to a minimum of four years of brainwashing, if you don't burden yourself with at least how many thousand dollars of debt? How, what, what would you say? 20? It just depends on where you go. I don't but know what the tens average thousands yeah, tens of, of thousands of dollars. You're going to you're going to burden if not yourself hundreds of thousands. You're going to burden yourself with hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt. Yeah. So that you We're, can get an entry-level job. That you could go get something similar without and work your way up. Take it from me, folks, if you are considering that sort of thing. 
I am not a four-year college graduate. I'm very smart. <laughs> I am very, very smart. It's hard to prove it on paper. I have a certificate from a technical school. Attending that technical school was a mistake. A costly one. But, uh, I'm glad I did it, but wouldn't do it again. Um, when you go to when you go to a college and you 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 burden yourself with that kind of debt you get out and they want you to do entry level work because everybody else has the same degree as you i will tell you that I went to a technical school in Arizona and it was a mechanical school when I got out there was absolutely no way I could afford to work in that town there was it's the laws of supply and demand and um, you you can't sustain yourself like that because the market's flooded. It's supply and demand. And we have done that. The last job I worked at, you have people that are in management with forestry degrees, but nothing that we do pertains to forestry. The HR lady had a uh, associate's degree in veterinary assistant. We have brainwashed people into this country into thinking that you can't get anywhere without a college degree. This is untrue. Very. I'll, go, is, I'll give you a little, not an example, but let's be real. Any job you ever had, that place of employment is going to teach you 90% of what they do is going to come from them on the job right on 90 percent. that's any job that's specific to the job that 10 percent is show up on time don't be a dick bag mm. be respectful have manners that's another 10 percent think they teach that in so what you're saying is that you could learn 90% of the job just from having another job at McDonald's. Basically. Yeah. 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 But there are look, you, look, you look, went like you went like $100,000 in debt. Yeah. Dad. Look, college has its place. It's overhyped. There are too many useless majors. Um some of them that just perpetuate the system like and I'm not trying to be a racist here, but let's be real. African-American studies. Women's studies. Women's studies. Um, gender studies. What job? What real-world job is that training you for? Nothing. No, I'll tell you what it is. Government jobs. University professor. Yeah. It's to Government perpetuate jobs. their own system. Yeah. Maybe, I mean... Maybe there's a job. You could be a researcher or write a book or a historian or whatever. But they're not, they're not, it's not a, I don't think that's something that 
really needs to be a thing. You should have to have take courses on that to enrich your background, but and be aware of the past. It's history, but as far as that, I mean, I think trade schools need to make a big comeback. We don't have even before Trump. I don't think we have a shortage of work or jobs. The trades are hurting for people. Not everybody's going to be able to go to college. Not everybody should. Some people just aren't made for that. Remember, uh, people were made for work with their hands. Welders. They make a good living. You remember in the uh, primary deal with uh, Trump versus Rubio, you know, there was little a Marco. <clears throat> little Marco. Little Marco said, uh, we need more welders than philosophers because after all welders get paid more than philosophers true Mm -hmm. right produce something exactly produce something besides a freaking book yeah but yeah we have we have somehow convinced ourselves that it's undignified for a guy to collect garbage. No. That's a that's a that's a need. That's something that has to be done. If that yeah. shit stopped, gross. Yeah. But yeah, we've gotten a little off topic here. We have. But but what we're getting at is America first. You're not too damn good to push a broom. And if you think that your children are too damn good to push a broom, you're mistaken, and you're probably a lousy parent. You're not too good to push a broom. You're not too good to dig a ditch. Gotta start somewhere. Exactly. Job skills are something that cannot and will never be taught in college. Job skills start at home. Yeah, absolutely. When did you start? When was your first job? Paper route. My first job was mowing lawns. How old were you when you started your paper route? Way too old, or way too young to drive. Um, probably ten or eleven. Yeah, that's when I started mowing yards. I started paying taxes on work when I was seventeen. You know, where we work, we've had a hard time keeping people that are willing to work. Oh, yeah, that's ridiculous. Like, great. Our job, they'll drive your dick into the ground, but... (laughs) It's hard work. It's manual labor. But some people are too good for it. Yeah. I'm not. I have a college education, and I work where I work, and I I don't mind it. There's something to be said about coming home tired. You earned it. Yeah. Coming home smelling... Like uh, you live in the Middle East. You earned it. Dad always told me when uh, when I got my first paycheck, I remember it. Um, he said, son, and he's holding my paycheck stub. He said, you should never feel guilty when you get one of these from your boss. I understood it. Immediately. You know, you should never feel like you didn't earn it. Mm-hmm. 
if you do feel that way, you've done something wrong and you need to make it right. Mm -hmm. Um, But too many people now think they're entitled to it. Yeah, absolutely. Well. Yeah, so speaking of the Trump train, um, it's been in the news for the last, you know, several months. We have railed on and on and on about it. And finally, something's getting done. Um, this tech censorship bullshit. Um, I think Trump's starting going to be moving on it here pretty quick. Um, I have here a report um, with a a leaked rough draft of an executive order to kind of protect that. Um, President Trump is set to issue an executive order that will ask federal law enforcement to investigate whether online social media giants have violated antitrust laws by discriminating against conservatives. The leaked text of the executive order, the full version of which is still being finalized, vows to, quote, protect competition among online platforms and address online platform bias. That is huge. Um, Trump has previously tweeted that social media giants are, quote, totally discriminating against Republican slash conservative voices. Um, and of course, the mainstream media still claims there's no bias against conservatives. Um, yeah, we, we've talked about it in depth. Um, a few highlights from this uh, leaked executive rough draft. Um, that's got like five, I think, no, three sections with a bunch of subsections. Um, section one, policy. Online platforms are central to American commerce and free and the free flow of news and information. Um, the second one it goes into agents' responsibilities, um, and there's some general provisions at the end. I read through it and it's it's kind of exciting. Hopefully, it gets done. Hopefully. Um, they, they start to investigate it and we really see what's going on. These assholes need to be tamped. Tamped down. I mean, you can't... I mean, they're private businesses and we've said that, but um, there's definitely some antitrust crap going on. It's definitely... You want to talk about collusion. These assholes are working together to suppress conservative, Republican libertarian type views and it it needs to come to an end honestly i would love to see the free market take care of this somebody else come out with something else that's open and there are you got gab you've got real dot video but i mean they're still building and hopefully they become a thing but i really would love to see google and facebook and twitter and all these places kind of get their nuts chopped off a little bit level the playing field that's really all I have out on that. You know, they say, oh, hate speech, hate speech. Define hate speech. Will you? You can't. You can't define hate speech. Hate speech is anything that makes you feel uncomfortable. That's what it gets down to. If it makes the left uncomfortable... 
if it points out hypocrisy on the left, it's considered hate speech. So, and I'm going to get myself in trouble here. I am never going to be invited back here. I want to preface this by saying that I'm not a hateful person. But I do call things like I see them. And if I see hypocrisy, I'm going to call it out. I've got gay friends. Several. I've got homosexual relatives. So I hope I don't offend too badly anyone that falls into the LGBTQRSTLMNOP. <laughs> because I can't keep up with the shit. Honestly, I can't. Last time. It what's that? Last time. I can't keep up with it. Okay. But let's say that if I were to quote on Twitter the what is it, the Journal of American Psychological Scientists? Does that sound right? Um anyway. If you're a boy that thinks you're a girl, according to scientists, you guys like science, I understand, that the left loves science. And it's right, it's all of us, all of us Bible thumpers that don't like science. Um, but so you guys like science. So the science community says that if you're a boy that thinks you're a girl that's called gender dysphoria am I wrong it is a an official diagnosis gender dysphoria yes yeah Okay. I think I've read that. It, it is. Okay. But if you're a conservative that says gender dysphoria is something that we should, we should do something to help people with gender dysphoria. Well, it's been diagnosed as a medical issue, right? psychological issue anybody that says we should offer them treatment is considered racist or bigoted homophobe uh, xenophobe you just just name it you know I, I can't keep tr track of all the phobes but but so the the American Journal of psychologists or whatnot they, they come up with this term, and they're, by the way, not exactly a right-wing institution. They, they come up with these things. And then if somebody says, we should help them, the person that says we should help them is the problem, right? Am I going too far here? 
so it just comes back on this double standard about um, things are okay for one person or one group of people to say, but not the other, right? And and you were talking about leading up to this. Oh, the censorship, the text the censorship. censorship, yeah. Yeah, so, so we're talking about hate speech. So if I were to say that gender dysphoria is a medical condition and we should help people that has it, I would be censored on Twitter for hate speech. Probably, yeah. Right. Despite the fact that the medical community has said that it is a mental disorder. Well, we live in an age where facts to a lot of people, especially the left, are something that you can just make up. Like congressional investigations and stuff like that. Um, but the problem, and I got off track here, okay, when I was talking about um, transgender, but I was using it as an example, is hate speech is in the eye of the beholder. And usually the person claiming hate speech is hypersensitive and uh, has an axe to grind. So the problem we have with social media saying, oh, 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 Alex Jones, Alex Jones, hate speech, uh, orphans of the American dream, hate speech, that, that Sasquatch guy, that crazy Uncle TJ, hate speech, hate speech. Uh, well, it depends on who you are. You know, if, if I were to tell you that I think it's morally reprehensible to <laughs> I'm not getting into details here but if I were to tell you that I think it's to morally give your nine year old gender morphine drugs to make him grow tits yeah that's yeah, fucked up I don't like it no you're freaking you know, listen I think that borders on child abuse <clears throat> I'm gonna get this out here right now if there's anybody listening and you have a boy that thinks that he's a girl. You're a bad parent. And I hate to be like that. But you know what? You need to buck up and tell your kids, you're not a girl or you're not a boy. You are what you are. Usually that sort of thing stems from mommy-daddy issues. I know that's not popular to say. That's not politically correct. Doesn't change the fact that it's 100% true. Typically, that sort of thing stems from mommy-daddy issues. And you're not going to get anywhere in life enabling it. It's well, going to cause more of a problem than it'll ever solve. This craziness is going to the hospital now. Um, we had an episode where we talked about babies. 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 They're they're people that are raising their kids without a gender, and they're going <laughs> to let them decide. You have to go back and listen to that one. If 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 you are under twenty two years old, you don't even know if you like broccoli yet, let alone whether or not you like penis or vagina or both. You know what? Get out of college if. 
you went and then decide. <laughs> yeah. Oh, a little Johnny. He likes to play with dolls. Okay, maybe it's a phase. Quit encouraging him. Tell you what you do, like we talked about in the middle or the beginning of the show. Get him a pot of coffee, some work boots, and send him to work. <laughs> he yeah. might change his opinion. Yeah, but I thought I saw a headline today. It might have been on Drudge. I didn't read it. But there was a headline that was saying that it's starting in the hospital now. Um, there are some hospitals that aren't, like, assigning a gender to the babies. Now, don't quote me. I didn't read the article. I just saw the headlines. Hospitals so. are yeah. assigning. They're not. They're not. It's babies. Okay. But these these people were raising their kids. They were just letting them do whatever they want. Like, you know, I don't give a shit. It's this your is house. Stupid. But I think it's hurting the kid. This is this is stupid. It is stupid. This is stupid. I... Look, if you're generally genuinely confused about what you are, I encourage you to seek help. That doesn't mean that I think that you're inferior to me. Or mentally ill. I think that you should look for help. Prayer. Spiritual counseling. If after that, you still are confused about what you are fine but do not expect me because I'm a no bullshit kind of guy do not expect me to play along with your fantasy if you are born with one chromosome you're a male if you're born with another you're a female. End of discussion. I'm not going to talk about it too much because uh, it sounds like hate speech. Mean. Oh, crazy Uncle TJ's crazy and mean. No, he's really not. This is tough love. Um, I'm not going to play along with your fantasy. Biology is not malleable, it's not up for debate. You get all these lefties that want to talk about oh Christians. They they don't they don't like science. They don't believe in evolution. Okay, so Christians don't like science, but you do. You like science. Well, here here's some science for you. One chromosome means male, well, the other means female. There's some science for you. End of discussion. That's it. Done. Yep. Um, yeah. I really hope that this exec executive order on the text censorship goes. Um, we definitely need a... I just hope that the investigation leads to what needs to happen. Antitrust. Break this crap up. That they are, they've monopolized it. Um... So, 
We're going to talk a little bit about Cash Jackson. Well, I don't know how much TJ is, but I sure am. I've got a lot to say. I'm sorry. I drug us down the rabbit hole. You're fine. I don't no, I'm really sorry. I, I got on a rant. I don't give a rat's ass. I, my do, show. I do. It's my show. We lost focus. It's my show. And Damn I it. Care. We lost focus. Well, it's better than losing our minds. No, I'm not losing my mind. That's what I said. But, uh, but no, we were talking about censorship. And uh, and this this goes totally with censorship. Absolutely. Because, because Cass Jackson is basically being censored because he is. He's, he's a libertarian candidate. He is, and we and, will and we will get to it. First, I want to play a little advertisement for him, and then we'll get into it, and then bring it. You're preaching from my hymnal. All right, your hymnal. Oh, my. singing from my hymnal. Oh man. Oh, my. Uh, my opinion on gun control. Keep your hands off my guns. Pretty easy. Constitutional carry. Take the FOID card if need be. And uh, I think for all current gun uh, people who have a FOID card right now, for those of you who don't know, a FOID is a firearm owner ID. Here in the state of Illinois, you have to get one to legally possess guns or ammunition. And... Um, it's unconstitutional. You already have a natural right to keep and bear arms. Okay, that constitution protects those natural rights from the government infringing upon it. Well, Illinois infringed upon it. They infringed upon it significantly. So take the FOID card and its unconstitutional nonsense, turn it into a concealed carry license, and then can exit. Need to get rid of the FOID card altogether. There's Absolutely zero statistical or empirical data that supports that the FOID card has made us any safer. Get rid of it. Damn right. Um, so, if you guys didn't get a chance to catch the debate last week, we did two podcasts. We did our normal one, and we did kind of a, a highlight of the debate show with our humble or not-so-humble opinions. Um, cash looked very good in that debate he looked like the adult on stage um had a lot to say um but anyway there is there are going to be three televised debates for the gubernatorial race in the state of illinois here um the last one was last thursday and next wednesday the third ABC Heaven, A, yeah, Heaven, my ass. ABC Seven up in Chicago is hosting another one, and it's sponsored by the League of Women Voters of Illinois. Um, so, JB Pritzker and Bruce Rauner are going to be the only two people in that debate. There are four candidates on the ballot in November for governor of Illinois. Um, JB Pritzker. Bruce Rauner, Cash Jackson, and Sam McCann. Sam McCann and Cash are not invited to this debate. And McCann and Jackson are the ones that have worked the hardest to be able yeah, to Yeah, they are third-party candidates. They had to gather 25,000 signatures to get on the ballot. Let Cash me get this Jackson, clear. Cash Jackson collected... Damn near 50,000 to get on the ballot. Let me get this straight. 
If you live in Illinois and you are pissed off about the political system, I hope you're listening because this is a prime example of why we don't need J.D. Prisker or Bruce Rauner. They're the same, one in the same. Get them out of there. We don't need them. The, the fact that Cash Jackson and McCann are not on the debate should be evidence enough to anybody with an IQ above room temperature that the system is rigged against anyone that wants to come and upset the status quo. Get out and vote. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to read a little bit of the article from our friends up at DePage County, the DePage Libertarians. Um, the League of Women Voters in Illinois Education Fund has decided to leave Libertarian candidate Cash Jackson out of the ABC gubernatorial debates on October 3rd. Their decision is based on the premise that candidates must poll at 10% in order to be included in this debate. Now let me tell you something about the polling. Who's first, paying for the polling? Well, first of all, Big money. let's let's go let's we'll get there. Um Cash Jackson's campaign as the nominee for libertarian candidate didn't start until like the 1st of June because he wasn't officially on the ballot until then. I think it was about that time. It was in the spring, late winter, early spring when we went down and Justin and Tommy and I went to the Louder with Crowder event down at the U of I. And that's where we found out about Cash Jackson. And we all three signed the petition because we didn't know a thing about Cash. We got a business card. Afterwards, we looked him up whatever but we're just like you gotta have you have to get how many signatures to get on the ballot we had no fucking clue that's ridiculous 25,000 J.B. Pritzker and Bruce Rauner had to collect five because they're preferred party status um so there's that but anyway Cash's poll numbers has been have been doing nothing but climbing since June I think in June he pulled it like Maybe zero or one percent, and then in July it was like two. In August it was six. I would. They haven't done a poll that they would recognize since before the debate. I'd like to see the poll numbers after the debate, and they probably won't poll until after the next debate. And another thing about the polls, there's been some talk, and on social media and you know through the channels that we have with the libertarians because we're active in the campaign. Um, when they're calling on these polls, they're calling to the population centers, which means in our state, Chicago, um, thousand people, I think. Um, they're not naming Sam McCann or Cash. It just, if it says anything at all other than JB Pritzker or Bruce Rauner, it says third party. What a crock of horse shit. There are four named people on the ballot. Four. Ask the question. It's insane. And, the, and, the, and, you know, there's been some, we've been calling ABC7, emailing ABC7, tweeting at them on Facebook, 
emails politely calling them. Same thing with the League of Women Voters in Illinois. Polite discourse trying to get him on the debate stage. Um, it's ridiculous. They're not, they're not budging. It's not going to happen. Hopefully, um, Sam and Cash can do their own debate. But I don't even know if that's going to happen. I've reached out to them and said, Hey, Cash, if you want, you can come sit in the hot seat. We'll live stream it. We'll pause it. You can answer the same questions. We'll go live. I haven't heard anything. I don't think that's going to happen, but the door's always open. Um, Anyway, the hypocrisy of the League of Women Voters in Illinois is insane. The next paragraph in this well-written article from the DePage Libertarians. As stated on their website, the League of Women Voters is a non-partisan political organization that encourages informed and active participation in government, works to increase understanding of major public policy issues, and influences public policy through education and advocacy. But not to the point they'd have a third party on. Not not to that point. That'd be extreme, right? Sure as hell sounds like it. It's ridiculous. It goes on to say that, uh, let's see, the 10% figure that a candidate must pull is dubious. According to the league's candidate participation policy, updated May of 2017, um, there is no polling percentage requirement. In fact, their policy states that in order for a third-party candidate to be considered in the debates, quote, candidate must show evidence that a formal campaign is being waged. The existence of a public website, campaign office, campaign staff, appearances, position papers, and fundraising are examples. Cash Jackson meets all of those requirements. Therefore, the decision to exclude Cash Jackson is a snub to third-party candidates. Placing the 10% polling requirement on candidates is unfair and arbitrary. Furthermore, this is only a nod of support to the two main parties who have the funds to conduct such polls. Horse cockery. (laughs) I don't know where to start. So the legal women voters. I take it that the League of Women Voters don't like being undermined by the majority of men, right? Probably not. But they're totally comfortable with being undermined at the ballot box by big money. Certainly seems that way. Seems that way to me. What else do you say? Where are your priorities? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what the hell to say. Yeah, that's insane. So, it's not going to happen. I would highly doubt they're going to connect another poll. But whatever. We still need to contact them. Um, you, you can make polls and, and statistics... You can make them say whatever the hell you want. Absolutely. You know, I could I easily could poll, manipulated. I could pull 
a thousand people in any part of the country and get them to answer any way I would like. I could say, John Q. Taxpayer, should the government do more to stop school shootings? What's the answer going to be? Take the guns? No, 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 no. Should the government do more? Well, I... Yeah, absolutely. As a gun owner, I could take that as, yeah, you're damn right they could. They could allow uh, teachers to carry in class. They could do that. They could um, put metal detectors in. The government could do a lot more to start to stop school shootings. But that's not how it would get reported. You no. can you can spin statistics and surveys any way you want and and then once you've done that you can report them with any spin you want so uh, this this whole thing about cash not having enough support that's just irritating why? Because he doesn't have the freaking focus groups and the uh, the uh, the polling firms to spin data to where it looks like he's got enough support. I tell you, he's got my support. Let's he's play got devil's my, advocate. He's got he's got my my wife's support, and he's got the support of just about everybody I know. Mm-hmm. Let's play devil's advocate. Um. Not accusing anybody of anything, but the cynic in myself, and it's strong in this one, and I assume it's strong in you, would you be surprised if the League of Women Voters in Illinois got two checks in the last year from two said main party candidates? Would you be surprised? <laughs> you shouldn't even ask that question. Um, <clears throat> let's be clear. The Democratic Party is nothing more than a money laundering operation. The Republican Party isn't much better. No, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if there were a large check written to build a nice new building or, um, you know, some sort of endowment fund uh, for something like that. No, absolutely not. That's that's how these things work, right? Right? That's how yeah. it's worked. Yep, yep. Um, similarly, um, or on the flip side, if Cash Jackson could write them a million dollar check, he'd be in the debates. Probably so. Right? If he, if Cash Jackson were to start an initiative to give free bus rides to women to go out and register to vote 
or um, get involved in some sort of community organizing, yeah, he'd probably be on the debate. Yeah. Well, I don't know what the campaign's position is on it. I don't really care. Uh, My position on it is that if you support liberty, if you support fairness, boycott this debate unless Cash or Sam ran it. And by the way, I don't really like Sam, but he has every right to be in it too. He did the work to get on the ballot. And by the way, he did a whole hell of a lot more work than the other two. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But, you know, yeah, I don't really care. Anyway, I would boycott it. I would boycott. What I would also do, I wouldn't watch it, but they have whatever uh, hashtag for that said debate like they did the last one. Every Cash Jackson supporter out there that has a Twitter account just needs to inundate that thread with Cash Jackson material. That's my humble opinion. Yeah. Um, I don't know. So, um, it's been a pretty productive podcast, I think. I yeah. think we've come to a pretty good... I've went down con- the rabbit hole a few times. Conclusion. But, you know, listen. I'm not a hateful guy. I'm just crazy. You are. I'm crazy Uncle TJ. You are. Sometimes I... I uh, come up with a good analogy and I run with it sometimes it leads me down a rabbit hole I'm never hateful but I'm always pragmatic and realistic and honest and honest honest that's what I got going for me it's not good looks I beg to differ might be a good singing voice, though. Yeah, you sing like an yeah. angel. Yeah, I do. You know, I, uh, I'm real happy to sit in here. I, I, I hope that uh, it doesn't get you shut off from the rest of the interweb. Because, uh, <laughs> if it does, kudos. It'll be a news story. Um, yeah, but we're, we're happy. Happy you could sit in for the other two guys. Big shout out to... Uh, Who's who's the gal that follows us? She said I sound like a preacher. She knows who she is. She knows who she is, yeah. Number one fan. Well, we appreciate the hell out of you. Well, um, yes, we do. Yes, we do. Anyway, to conclude, um, if you're a frequent listener of our podcast, all, what is it, 14, 15 of you now, um, you hear the spiel every time. We are helping out Cash Jackson. We have a section of our store on orphansoftheamericandream.com dedicated to Cash Jackson. If you buy one of those beautiful t-shirts, hooded sweatshirts, coffee mugs, we now have hats, and we I think we have a cute tote bag. Maybe I thought I saw a tank top. We're kind of getting out of tank top weather, but if you're ballsy, cool. I still like to wear them. I do too. Yeah. But anyway, if you buy one of those items, we donate every single cent of profit on those said items, the Cash Jackson items, 
to the campaign. Cash needs your support now more than ever. We are getting very, very close to October. That means we are just a little bit more than a month away from Election Day. This is a grassroots campaign. The man has raised like $25,000 for his campaign. Um, And he's spending it wisely. So if you can do anything, buy a shirt, go to Cash's website. He's got a donate button if you just want to do that. That's awesome. I don't really care what you do. Um, But if you get one of these shirts, wear them. Find like-minded people. This shirt's an advertisement for Cash. You wear that out, somebody might come up to you and talk to you. Ask you, hey, who's that? And tell them. You know, if you if you like Cash Jackson, you know what he's about. He's real. Tell him about him. Spread the word. Um, anyway, do that. We also have awesome stuff on our store, too. We have the podcast logo t-shirt, which I think is beautiful. Um, we have the Heritage Collection. We sell mugs. All sorts of things. Um... Justin usually does our coupon code. Crazy Uncle TJ, would you like to do the honors this week? Last, uh, not last week, but the week before, it was basement, right? Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know what to do. Um, what stood out to you today? What's that? On the podcast, what stood out to you? How about promo code Kavanaugh? That's a lot to spell, but... You can Google it. I wonder if Justin knows how to spell it. (laughs) Starts with a K. (laughs) Yeah, cool. Um, Yeah, so if you type in Kavanaugh uh, at the checkout, when you buy your awesome shirt... And this does exclude all cash items. We just want to make sure we give him as much as possible. If we put a coupon code on it, that would be less profit we could give him. So that is just only on the Orphans of the American Dream items. Um, We'll give you 15% off if you type in coupon code Kavanaugh. Um, Orphansoftheamericandream.com is the hub. We all have social media accounts. Um, On Twitter, we're OAD underscore studios. But you can catch the other three of our individual Twitters on there as well. Um, Thank you for listening. Thank you for Uncle TJ coming out of the basement once again to help me out. Um, Once again, visit orphansoftheamericandream.com. Buy a shirt, buy a hat, peace bitches.